But Dad, isn't it time for illegal ham in the face? But, but, but bro, where's the banjo? Some Cleveland sports shows try to give you hot takes, but only one can give you a big old piece of hot ham. Welcome to Illegal Ham to the Face. Talking all Cleveland sports. And don't forget our Fat Boy Tuesday, where we also ham it up with some fun food topics. Without further ado, let's serve up some ham. Here are the Ham Boys. Fatty. Fatty. Big Bride. Big Bride. And my cousin Vinny. And my cousin Vinny. What is going on, everybody? I am that fat guy, and it's another day of illegal ham to the face on Tuesday. Bri, what is going on, brother? How you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Uh, I'm I'm there, buddy. It's been a rough uh, been a rough couple of days here at the uh, the Bates household, but uh, we will be doing better. A little bit, very little <laughs> bit. Uh, we have uh, still some coughing and some very angry little children, but. Uh, uh, Justin said hello, ladies, and so we we're we're chugging through, James. Thank you, um, so James. So, Brian, uh, we will get into our show here a little bit, but our show is brought to you by Lake Erie APA and Harold Keel. Uh, if you want to play pool with us or with me at Lake Erie APA, please get a hold of myself, Brian Harold Keel. We will get you in touch with who you need to be in touch with to join a pool league. It's fun. It's fast and it's hey the way we talk shit with each other, Brian. It's a great time. So everybody's Hell there. Yeah. Nobody takes it too serious except for when it comes tournament time. But you know, just fun thing to do during out the week, especially with the winter months. Get you out of the house, blow the stink off of you. So come out and join sure. Lake Erie APA. Uh, Brian, we did screw up last week. We did not finish our uh, trivia that I gave you. Mm-hmm. And you know, I completely blank on the trivia I gave you, but I think you have it written down. I, I well, I have the, my answers written down. I think it was something about uh, how many winning seasons do we have since '89, and you gave me '89 as one of them. Yes. So, including '89, I have five total. I have '89, which and you asked for the coaches too. I think if you can do them. So I had 89, I think it was Schottenheimer still. I had 94, Belichick. There might have been one in between there. I'm not sure. But then since we've come back, we had the Butch Davis year, 2002. Uh, we had the Romeo Cornell, 2007. And then we had the COVID Stefanski year, um, 2020. Yes, to all those. Uh, Is there since- one more in the 90s? Nope, there's not one more in the 90s. That was it. Okay. That was the only one in the 90s, Brian. So that's, I mean, that's how many losing seasons we have had with the Cleveland Browns. Five winning seasons since, Brian, how, <laughs> how old were you in 1989? Five years old. I was eight. Brian, we've had five winning seasons. 
Pretty sad. Since I, since I was eight years old. It's a curse. It's a curse being a Browns fan. I mean, you can't shake it. Though. I mean, I was just well, thinking the other day. This I, I'm inflicted with it. I can't just give up and pick another team. That's I know. I, I'm with you. I'm with you too. And you know, we'll we'll get into the rundown here. You know, the rundown for today. We're going to get into the Browns versus Miami. Even though we both don't want to even talk about that garbage ass game. Uh, we're going to look ahead to the Browns and the Buffalo Bills and a fry. Dare I say a snowmageddon on the way in Buffalo? Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't put that out there. Why not? That'd be the only way they can win is by a. Because I got to drive through it. Oh, you're going to the game, right? Yeah. Have a blast. Get snowed in. Don't come back. I, at this point, I honestly don't even want to go. When? Hold but, on. When? When are you leaving for the game? Are you guys doing like a weekend or just the game? Saturday morning, early Saturday morning. All right. Well, you, hey. Be careful, dude. I know, right? Hopefully, we we can't find it. Somebody takes somebody's truck or something because I get supposed to start what maybe Thursday night or something. Yeah, they're they're calling for like thirty inches. That's what I hear. Unfortunately, no. but hey, once you're in the hotel room, that don't matter. Don't matter, Brian. We're going to some place, Buffalo Bills or something. Buffalo, Buffalo Bill, um, like the the. Um, birthplace of Buffalo Wings, I think. So I'll have a report right. back next week. I mean, provided they're still open and provided it's not a complete blizzard that shuts everything down. Well, you got to let me know if their wings are actually truly better than our wings. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'll get to try them for sure. All right. Uh, we do have a shot. We are going to get into the CAD. The Cavs are in a little bit of a losing streak right now since the West Coast swing. But we kind of figured out what's going to happen. We were riding high hopes for a while. Yep, it's fun. Stephen Kwan did not. We'll get in a little bit of Guardians. Tito's getting hopefully picked tonight for manager of the year. We did not get rookie of the year with Stephen Kwan, but we will talk about that in Cleveland headlines. Our Fat Boy Tuesday, Bri, we are talking all delis because I believe we have some of the best delis in the nation here in Cleveland, Ohio. And I know we're not New York, and I know we're not Philly, and all those people that have all the really you know, you turn every corner and there's 14 delis, but we got some pretty good ones here. We're going to get to those. And mm-hmm. then, Brian, we are going to do a top three. Who's your quarterback? And I'm going to take away Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen because I'm pretty sure we would both pick them anyways. So with those two off the board, any quarterback you would want to quarterback this Browns team. Okay. All right. I like it. Gotcha. All right, so on that note, uh, Bri, do you have any shout-outs for today? Uh, no, I don't think I do. Uh, the only shout-out I have is the uh, Tylenol cold and flu for kids. Uh, you are a blessing in disguise. Uh, we had a couple buggers down. I was down. Mama was down. Just had a few hiccup this weekend. I had to cancel plans with Brian, which I was horribly pissed about. But All right. Didn't want to get you or your family sick, bud. You know, especially with everything that's going around these days. I didn't want to bring you into this mess. And especially the way Alexander was feeling that night. It was not pretty, buddy. Not pretty. Time of year. So we had some Tylenol cold and flu. We had a whole bunch of other start. Uh, Jose's here. And he's talking about Bacon Mayfield. Oh, Yeah. Give it to me. Love. I'm a big fan of Bacon Mayfield. You want your quarterback start with Bacon Mayfield? That's my guy. I love Bacon Mayfield. 
He is delicious. Like a delicious deli sandwich. That actually sounds like a breakfast sandwich that we should make up. Okay. Put a put a storefront out on, on Mayfield Street. I'm with sure a, we'll get people out. How about this? With a torn right chicken wing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see you trying there. That's good. Is that good? A torn That's right good. chicken wing with a half and half egg, dislocated egg. A smashed... Uh, <laughs> A smashed head, chicken head from headbutton yeah. uh, helmets. Hey, look at that guy! Would you <laughs> head up? I wouldn't even come close to headbutting somebody in the helmet. Something wrong with that guy now. Sure, I think I, mean, I think Cleveland broke him, right? I really do. I think Cleveland broke him. How far? How far he has fallen to where he's backing up an XFL quarterback. <sighs> and uh, about fifteen months ago, we were ready to give him thirty-five million dollars a year. I'm trying to. Read I, mean, I mean, I don't know if the Browns were, but you and I kind of agreed, like, yeah, you know, thirty million probably, um, thirty-five maybe. I think I think we were right in between the twenty-five and thirty-five range, both of us. Probably fair. Yep. But I don't know if he's getting that anymore. No. All right, Brian. Uh, do you have a trivia question this week for me? Yes, I do. All right. Let me click on our trivia. And here we go. You know something, Bri? Uh, it, I love Jose, and the reason why I love Jose right now is he's all up on his high horse right now because his running back, Justin Fields, can throw the ball too. It's amazing how that happens. Don't don't get me started on Justin Fields. <laughs> what? I mean, just the overreaction on him over the last two weeks. I heard somebody call him a top five quarterback in the NFL now. Are you I mean, he's th- by that? No, he's how could how could you be a top five quarterback in the NFL when you've only thrown for two hundred yards in a game one time in what ten games? Where are we at? Nine games now? Two hundred yards. Colt McCoy can throw for two hundred yards. How can you call Taysom Hill a tight end? I don't call him I mean, what does that have to do with this argument? I don't call him a quarterback. I mean it right. It's like calling Taysom Hill a top five quarterback in the league. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, let's put Alvin Kamara as quarterback and just let him run around and see what he can do. Here it comes, Bri. It's just coming. I think we got him from Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, God bless it. He's 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 a hell of an athlete, and they should have had him running a lot sooner. And they, but you would think eventually somebody will figure out take away the run. I mean. You see them do it with Lamar Jackson, but I mean he has played Detroit and uh, Miami, um, so it's not like the great defenses. Although we made Miami's defense look pretty good this past week. We mean Miami's defense with us was like a top three defense. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, they sold out to stop the run, and they succeeded. Uh, they pretty much stopped everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Offensive line had a rough day. All right, Brian, it's trivia time. Why don't you give me your trivia this week, buddy? Here we go. What are you sipping Um, there? (laughs) 
a bunch of uh, <clears throat> random stuff here. So oh I didn't feel like I didn't feel like going out and getting beer because I was already home, and I realized we didn't have any. Um, so my wife was cutting up pineapples, and I said, "Oh, we got a bottle of sangria over there." So I threw some pineapples in a jar, put some sangria in there. Perfect. Finished the sangria, and I grabbed one of her twisted teas, and I poured it in there. So we're making do. We're making do with what we got here. Twisted tea is what you uh, what you sure, it, whatever you want to call it. Uh, right. it like Samuel Jackson says, it'll get you drunk. Hey, I stopped and got the uh, after this week. I got the Long Islands again. Remember the okay. one? Remember the one where I have one and it put me on my ass. That one, and I hope it does again tonight. Is that number one or number two? I haven't touched it yet. I gotta I gotta finish off a twisted tea from earlier. Oh, there you go. What's the uh, name of your uh, Long Island pl- uh, company? Uh, let's see here. MXD Drinks Company. Okie doke. They do this. They have margaritas. They have... Guy was telling me they have a... Was it a mango daiquiri one, too? So, and then... Um, oh, yeah. I got to tell you about... We had an epiphany today at work with Jose's Ice House, right? Oh, Okay. Can't wait to hear this. Okay, so Jose has figured out now they have put in a new ice house next to his original ice house. Okay. His other ice house is what, like 5.5% or whatever the hell it is? I thought we figured 6.8 maybe. Well, this one. It was either 6 or 6.8. This one is 8.8. Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Selling it for the same price. Hold on. Same price. Do you think he's going to buy the 8.8? No, sir. It's too too strong for him. He tastes too much of the alcohol. Okay. Floored me. Absolutely floored me, right? (laughs) Floored me. And he said it's 5.5 is his normal one. 5.5. 5.5. Okay. Gotcha. I might need a picture of that. Instead of buying six, you can buy two and you're going to be okay. Right. Right. Can't do that math. Jose, Ice House is trying to save you money. Yeah. Won't do right. it. You could right. have a good night for five bucks, Jose. Hey, he Instead, he insists on getting seven and well, at 5.5. Have a good night on five bucks. <laughs> so, well, hey, until he goes to McDonald's and spends another 20 there. No, no, no. We have, we have people cooking for him now at work. He takes food home. I uh, gotcha. No he more calves boxes. Nope, we had meatloaf and mashed potatoes and gravy today. There you go. Can't beat that. No, I'm for taking that home. The day before, we had beef stew and macaroni and cheese. Okay. Stepping the game up. Hey, Rick Rick has been a godsend there. We've had sauces. We've had burgers and brats. We've had... Brian, since you left, they're getting me fatter. They're like, well, since Brian's not here, we got to fatten somebody else up. That's that's why I had to leave. Because <laughs> I'd oh. be double the size right now. Oh, Brian, it's so good. So good. <laughs> All right, let's get through this trivia so we get into the show. Here we go. All right. So a couple weeks ago, maybe last – no, I think it was before the bye. Uh, Nick Chubb scored his eighth touchdown of the year. And he joined an elite company of running backs to score at least eight rushing touchdowns in their first five years in the league. So there's with Nick Chubb, 
there's four other guys. So mm-hmm. I'll give give me three of the four, and I'll give you three strikes. Okay, I think I can do so that. Write down a couple names. Yeah, no, they're, I mean, are they just rushing touchdowns or rushing touchdowns? Rushing, nope, rushing touchdowns. touchdowns, and they're all guys you've heard of before. Okay. I'm not throwing in like a, uh, you know, a Ben Gay or a Travis Prentice or something like Can that. They're one- not. It's, it's the whole league, though. It's not just Browns. It's the whole okay. league. Can I get one off my chest right now? Go for it. Adrian Peterson. There's one. All right. I got one. I need two more. All right. We'll okay. get back to that here in a little bit. But, Bri, it is time for us to do our Cleveland headlines. All right, Brian, our Cleveland headlines are brought to you by nobody right now yet, but we will get somebody to sponsor them here soon. But, Brian, we've got a losing streak going on for your Cleveland Cavaliers. They are playing again tonight against Milwaukee and Giannis. Tomorrow. I Is it tomorrow? tomorrow? I thought it was I believe so. Well, I, I was wrong. Give Vinny a check on it. <laughs> That's not happening, brother. All right, maybe he'll text us. If you're watching Vinny, text us. Hope you're well. Yeah, I wish him a happy Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas, but I doubt that's going to happen, brother. So, um, you just threw me off course right there. (laughs) (laughs) Milwaukee tonight or tomorrow. Okay. Milwaukee tonight or tomorrow. We're getting back healthy again. Garland threw up a whole bunch of points against. Yeah, what a performance. The hell was that? What team did they play? Uh, Timberwolves. Timberwolves, that's right. Still lost. But on that note, we got to get back in shape and defense has got to pick back up. We got to get Donovan Mitchell's numbers down. But, Brian, we kind of knew it's it's going to be a long season. But at least this team is actually excitable, unlike <laughs> a football team that we have in this great city of ours that always likes to hook us in just for a little bit and then punch our face in the water and drown us. Um, on that note, also, Stephen Kwan did not win Rookie of the Year, but Tito Francona is up for Manager of the Year tonight. Should be announcing here soon. So hopefully Tito gets Manager of the Year. Uh, Stephen Kwan finished third in the wow. voting. Yeah. So the yeah. guy from Seattle won it. I'm Seattle assuming. won it. And then I don't know who came in front of him, but Kwan finished third. And, what a joke. You know, that's what I'm telling you, Brian. It's that kid deserves better, and he should have been. I understand the other – he hit home runs. I understand it's the, you know, Major League Baseball today. But Stephen Kwan, for the longest time, doesn't strike out. Stolen bases everywhere. And I think he batted 298 as a rookie, Bry. 298 as a rookie. Pretty sweet. And here's another little fun fact for you, because I believe Jose uh, Ramirez, who had his thumb surgery now, he played half the season with a torn ligament in his thumb. Hmm. which found that out about. And then I think other Jimenez is having surgery also. But for him to tough it out and play an entire season with a torn ligament in your thumb, yeah, that uh, changes the batting stance there a little bit. But um, who was I talking about before Ramirez? Juan? No, Ramirez, fun fact for you, Ramirez has only this year watched, struck out six times. Impressive. And Six didn't times. they 
Did they give him like a giant deal or something? Oh well, they gave him like. Or were a they five trying year. to? No, they gave him a five-year, like a hundred million dollar deal. So he's here for a while now. Wow. No. Okay. I'm sorry. Jose Ramirez, you're talking about. I yes. was thinking about the guy from Seattle you were talking about. Oh, I don't know if they gave him the huge contract. I know. What the it hell was... is his name? Is his name Ramirez too? Julio Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Thank you. Yes. And I don't know if Seattle gave him the huge contract. I know there was another rookie that got a huge contract to stay at somewhere, and I don't know where it was at. But that's why we don't watch baseball here for unless the Guardians are playing. That's what, I mean, that's what these small market teams have to do. You have to pay these guys and anticipate that they're going to get really good because once they get to the all-star superstar status, like Frankie Lindor, like Shane Bieber, um, they're good as gone. Um, so, you know, it doesn't even know, doesn't sound like we're going to even, or Bieber's going to even consider any more of our offers. We made an offer to him. He rejected it. So it's like, all right, he's probably gone. <laughs> well, they're not Sucks. trading. Jerry came out and said that they're, they're not trading him. Do we have two years of control left? I think so. Okay. So we got him for two more years. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they trade him, but well, I wouldn't I be surprised that. if they keep him either for one more run with him and let these other guys develop. All right, Brian, you ready to rip off the band-aid? Okay. And also in Cleveland headlines, your Cleveland Browns pretty much just laid down and took it from the Miami Dolphins, losing 39-17, to I think, was the final score, Bri. And Correct. it could have been worse if the kicker could have made extra points because it could have been 41 or something like that. Yeah, Brian, not good. Not good. Not a great showing by your Browns. And we are getting into that right now, Brian, because that is the most – you get your hypes up after the win at Cincinnati, and we all got hooked in, Brian. We got hooked in like you wouldn't believe. And then they just went out and just laid down and died. They could not do anything after their first drive, which has been a killer for this team. Their first drive is almost perfect touchdown every time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. After that – you might as well chalk it up to what the hell is going to happen next because we don't know. But, hey, the first drive, they're going to score seven points or a field goal. Brian, this this game was pathetic. Um, you had a non-running team. Uh, Miami's ranked like 24th in the run. Run all over you. <laughs> you had Heard that before. Brian, you had safeties calling out people. Dare I say we have a safety that is starting to be uh, Dwayne Bow esque here in Cleveland? Paying him a lot, of, paying him a lot of money. He's calling out guys. Oh no, he was calling out guys beforehand with oh. you know people, all this stuff. Johnson, I haven't seen you do shit. Then you had our star stud, stud defensive lineman give up on plays, not showing any effort or energy you had Clowney, who the hell knows where he's at and guess what you might as well just start putting cornerbacks at defensive tackle right now because our defensive tackles are nowhere to be found bry so bry why don't you give me your take on this game because for my side of it the defense was just god awful horrible yeah it was a disappointing game all around and <laughs> it, it kind of 
reaffirms my belief heading into this game. But, you know, I kind of I get excited about this stuff. And as fans, we do. But in the back of your mind, you kind of know um, what the real deal is. And this team has got to be one of the most frustrating teams to watch because they get so fat and happy and cocky and entitled just based on one game or based on half of a game or three quarters like they did in the Jets game. And then they, they think, okay, it'll just be easy from here on out. And, you know, we don't have to try as hard and okay, we've turned the corner, you know, we're just gonna, we're going to cruise now. And it's never the case. So you have to give 100% every single play, every single series, every single game. And it's like, you know, even even down to the coaches, it seems like, because we have these plays mapped out. Okay, these are what we're running. We know we practice them for two weeks now, and we're good on the first drive. And then when it's time to make adjustments and it's time to freelance a little bit and, you know, kind of read how the game is going and what we can do and what we can't do, you know, we kind of fall flat on our face. So it's... Yeah, I I don't know what to say other than that. It's just uh, it's very very frustrating to watch this team because they can be so good, and we saw their potential in the um, in the Cincinnati game and even in the Baltimore game. You know uh, that was a close game, and just can't understand how we can play these teams in our division so well, and then every other team you know just exposes us. You you mentioned they're running for all these yards and. It was the same thing with the Chargers, and Buffalo's not a very good running team. I'm guessing they're going to be a good running team on Sunday, and um, Tampa Bay in two weeks is an awful running team. They're probably going to be a good running team against us. So I think the game plan was very clear on defense and very obvious. Um, they said, we see Tyreek Hill, we see Jalen Waddle, we know their speed. They're not going to beat us deep, and they kept gashing us you know, on the medium passes and in the run game. And we just, we did not adjust because we were so damn stubborn to not let those guys beat us deep that we played so far off the line of scrimmage. And um, just watching Tua sit back there all day long and just pick you apart because we couldn't get any pressure at all on him and didn't make any adjustments, didn't send any blitzes to try to get pressure on him. We just, uh, we let him, just sit back there and, I mean, give him credit. He was very good. He's been very good this year. Mm-hmm. His anticipation throws were just unbelievable because he's, he's sitting back there and we're playing zone because that's what we do. We don't play man. We play a ton of zone, and it burns us every single time. And he's just throwing it to spots, he's throwing it to the corner over here, throwing it to the sideline over there, and trusting that his wide receivers will get there. And they did time and time and time again. And uh, so we just it, – it's going to be the death of this coaching staff, whether it's just our defensive coaches, whether it's our head coach. They're just so damn stubborn that they would rather fail doing it their way rather than making these adjustments and trying something new. And it's – as a fan, we've seen it time and time and time again. You, you have to be um, – you have to be vocal with your coaching staff. You have to all be on the same page and you have to abandon a plan if it's not working and try something new. And we just, we don't do that. 
Bri, I wanted to stop you, but I wanted you to let you finish. We have breaking news here on the Legal Hand of the Face. Your Cleveland Guardians manager, Terry Francona, has won the MLB Manager of the Year for the third time. So ESPN and everything else, James had it up here too for us. So we we have the Manager of the Year. For your Cleveland Guardians, uh, wish he could play, you know, be manager over here for our football team. But uh, I'm going to do my last little bit of fireball here for you, Tito. Congratulations, Tito. Yeah, well deserved. Absolutely. Youngest team in the MLB, and you took them to the playoffs. Congratulations. All right, Brian, back to our horrible Browns. All right, so here we go. Uh, Chris kind of said it really good here, too. And Bill, Inability to stop the run again. Defensive tackle issues all day and linebackers too. Bry, my glaring, my, and I told you that I I had a little, I wouldn't even say troll job. It was just how I felt over the uh, span of these past two days. I put something out on Twitter. I understand that, um, and people take everything out of context anyway, so it really doesn't matter. I wanted to kind of shed the light on what's going on with this team. And yes, you can blame the coaches. Coach, there's blame all around for the coaches. You can blame Joe Woods for playing zone, not man-to-man, for your defense just sucking it up, not doing the things they should do. You can blame Kevin Stefanski for not overseeing everything. Yes, the offense is playing great, but your special teams and defense are in shambles right now. And you got to get those nipped in the butt. It was nice to see Jerome Ford back. But the reason why I don't hold a lot of, to Joe Woods on the defense, even though, yes, I've wanted him fired for years. I, I I, just don't like his scheme. That's all it is for me. And, But I can't really blame him, Bri, because the reason why I can't blame him is you're dealt the hand that they give you, okay? He was given a bunch of rookies at defensive tackle, okay? His star, Mike Linebacker, gets hurt for the season. Anthony Walker out. At that point in time, you're scrambling. Your safeties, Denzel Ward's out for I don't know how many games. The rookies have stepped up there in the cornerback. I'm not worried about the secondary. But the guys that really need to step up, Clowney and Garrett, they step up when they want to. Not because they have to. It's just because when they want to. We watched Miles Garrett completely control a game against Cincinnati. And he could not get around it. And he's a very good left tackle. Don't get me wrong. He couldn't even get around to even touch Tua. Nowhere near Tua. Yes, Joe Woods has got to fix a whole bunch of stuff. But the one thing that this defense is missing right now is veteran leadership. We had it last year, Bri. We had it with a defensive tackle. We had Malcolm Jenkins, right? Uh, Malik Jackson. Malik Jackson. We had Malik Jackson. The year before that, we had another defensive tackle. That was a – God, what's his name? Why am I drawing a blank on his name? I want to say Sheldon Richardson, but I think that was a few years ago. But we've had veterans at defensive tackle. You looked at your defensive tackle position, said, no, we're good. We're good with the young guys. Let's run with the young guys. I don't think we need to bring in a veteran. Who was a healthy scratch this week, Bri? Uh, Winfrey. Perion Winfrey. Again. This is multiple times for him, who technically 
at a slap on the wrist and was suspended for a play. He didn't get to start Grant Delpit, who also has been a problem. You got two guys that are a problem right now. You slap one, you flick him in the pinky finger and say, you're not playing the first play, but you get to play the rest of the game. And then you told the other one, just stay home. You're not coming. You got to take control of this team. And nobody's taking control of this team right now, Bri. Coaching, nobody. GM. And the other thing is, is where's Paul DiPotesto? What is he doing with this team? I want to know actually what he does with this team. Because his fingerprints are all over it. But nobody knows what he does. Not one person in the whole Browns Twitter universe knows what Paul DePodesta does. Not one person, Brian. I, th- I think his role is more um, like in the offseason. I think he's more about roster construction, kind of like, um, you know, if you've ever watched Moneyball. They, they pick out players, oh, the analytics say that this guy is better than what most people value him as. So if I had to guess, I would say that. I don't think he really has a big role during the season at all. But you'd have to say that he if they're bringing guys in and out, he's got to give an okay for them to bring guys in, right? I don't. I would think that's the GM, but I don't know. I don't know the uh, the – you know, structure that they have. So it's Andrew Barry. I'm sure him and Andrew Barry talk though, you know, um, they just signed a guy from Miami's practice squad. So you got to have your pro personnel out there, the scouts um, looking around the league to figure we, we got to have, <laughs> there's got to be somebody in the NFL on a practice squad right now that can be better at defense tackle than what we have. I thoroughly believe that there's got to be, multiple guys on practice squads that can do a better job than what we have because defensive tackle is just, I mean, it, it reminds me honestly of um, what Rich Rodriguez tried in the big 10 at Michigan and saying, Hey, we're going to play this finesse defense. You know, we're not too worried about stopping the run. We're just going to eliminate the pass as best we can and just kind of deal with what we deal with in the run game. And, you know, like I was talking to uh, one of my cousins earlier today, we have linebackers that are the size of safeties. So, I mean, how's that going to do if you don't have like, you know, 350 pound defensive tackles, if you just want to get through that first line, these linebackers, they're trying to tackle running backs that are, 10, 15 pounds bigger than them. You know, Najee Harris is like 245 pounds, and he's running over, you know, um, JOK, who's 220, 225. Same thing with with Jacob Phillips. So just the roster construction you can definitely point to and say, what the hell are they thinking? I understand you want some speed linebackers. I get that in special packages. Like, JOK shouldn't be out there every package. JOK should be out there for a special package covering a tight end or I spy in the, I mean, just we'll call it the Baltimore package. If you're in charge of Lamar Jackson, go at it. Okay. But Brian, we don't, I can't remember the last time we've actually, I mean, even Danny Shelton, even though Adam was huge on Danny Shelton over top of him, huge, but 
we haven't had a run stuffer here in I don't know how long. Like like a what a legit take on three guys run stuffer. All of our defensive tackles are smaller. They're fast. Don't get me wrong, but they're not six three three forty and can just eat up blocks like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I understand Miles Garrett is Miles Garrett's one of a kind. I get that. He can't do it all in the defensive line. There's got to be somebody on that defensive line that has got to step up and help him out. And then guess what? If three guys are blocking Miles Garrett, you guys can't get off of one person to get in there and get pressure. Like what? They teach you this stuff. You learn this stuff in college, high school. Get off your block and get in there. I mean, to me, it just comes down to is as upset as we can be after watching that game. They they just they outclassed us. They had more talent than we did. Um, our defensive tackles didn't stand a chance because I mean, scheme whatever you, you want to call it, or you know, look at and say, well, they got to do this better. They're just better than you. You know, your defensive tackles are backups at best. Um, might not even make the team on some of the other teams. We know how much um, Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski love their draft picks. They like to hold on to them so they can feel really smart and say, well, we haven't cut any of our draft picks. Well, I mean, eventually the main thing, one of the main issues with this team is accountability. There's nobody to hold them accountable. Like you said with Grant Delpit, he got taken off the field for one play. That's uh, a complete joke. It, it, it just – if I know we say this a lot, but if Bill Belichick came in here, you would see guys straighten up in, almost instantly because they know they couldn't get away with stuff that they're getting away with now. So, All right, yeah, on. I've never been big on, like, hey, Stefanski's on the hot seat or we got to get him out of here, but he's got to change. He has to – I know it's not his in his DNA to start yelling at people and be a rah-rah guy, but – if he can't do it, you got to find somebody who will. And at, right now, I don't think they would get rid of him this year. I think they'll at least want to see him in a full season and a full off season with Deshaun Watson. But um, it's going to be hard if we're in the same position at this time next year and just wasted a year. All right, so Brian, I got I got to honestly ask you a question right now because you just brought it up. Okay, Stefanski has got a lot on his plate, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of that is offensive play calling. Van Pelt has been here for three years with Stefanski, knows how Stefanski calls games and calls everything else. At that point in time, why doesn't he actually be the head coach and oversee everything instead of being the head coach slash play caller? It goes back to what I said a couple times already. They'd, They'd rather go down doing it their way, being stubborn, doing it their way than trying to make adjustments and trying something new. They're going to burn it down to the ground, doing it their way. Even right. Even Madden 23 has that option. It's called play in 60. You just get the hot spots when it's a crucial down or play, or you're in the red zone. Other than that, what, what are you call, like? I don't understand why you have to call what's at midfield. If you get in the red zone, you'd be like, all right, I'm taking over here in the red zone. You know, I think we should do this. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Go, go, go do it. 
Not going to happen. <laughs> but then there's nobody holding the defensive accountable for what they're doing. Exactly. So. Yeah, we're screwed. As fans, we're screwed. They're going to do it their way. I mean, it's almost pointless to fire Joe Woods at this point. We're just going to go down with the ship. And we've seen it time and time again in the past as Cleveland Browns fans. You know, you know what's coming. And there's not a whole lot you can do to stop it. Maybe we'll get one game where they play above average. I was just thinking today, other than the Cincinnati game, can you name one game where they've played above, you know, what they're capable of? And that's a problem. They've played below what they're capable of plenty of times. But one game out of, what is it, nine now? Or, yeah, nine games. All right, so a full game, no, three-quarters of a game, yes. Like you had the Jets game where they were pretty much in control of the game and then they just fell asleep. You had the Chargers game where they were pretty much in charge of that game and then fell asleep. Like it, there's games out there that they had that it's just it's frustrating because the offense is actually playing okay with Brissett. Not great, not grand, but they're doing good enough. And we were expecting this top five defense to be something and help us out with all these names that are on paper, all these people that are getting paid on defense to be here. And they're just not showing up, right? We have one game of them showing up one game. And that was Monday night football, Halloween night against the Bengals, which for some odd reason, we got the Bengals number, but anybody else in the league <laughs> might as well lay down. <laughs> Hold on. Rookie quarterback, Bailey Zeppi, here to score 44 points on you and just blow doors off of you. Like, this is us right now, Bri. As fans, this defense was supposed to be a top-10 defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it were me, and this is going to be very sound very rash and maybe kind of cold, but obviously Miles Garrett, he's your franchise, corner franchise star player. Is going to be here for the foreseeable future. Okay. Yep. I know maybe he has one or two games where he's not superstar-esque. But um, anybody else on that defense that you're paying money to, I'd say look to either see what you can get for them this offseason or, um, or try to restructure their contract or something because you can get this type of play. They're, what, 31st, 30th in the league in total defense? You can get that kind of production out of – rookies and second third string guys guys you just pick up off the street so why don't we just try to clear a bunch of cap space so we can maybe find somebody else you know i'm talking Clowney, i'm talking john johnson and i mean i'm talking denzel ward um i I hear you i hear you he's being paid as a top five uh cornerback we just played against the top five cornerback this past week xavian howard and what do you do to amari cooper Took them out of the game. That's what top five cornerbacks do. You don't have to worry about their top guy because you got a shut down guy. So that's where the bar is set for him. And sure, you could say it's Ohio State hate, but um, I, I want him to go back to being not, that shut down guy, that Pro Bowler that we've had the last couple of years. But he he's not it this year, right? Even though I love my Ohio State players, you know I do. I we're in the pros now, and you of all people have taught me that. Once they put on that pro uniform, yes, they, they're still alumni. They're still everything else, but they're part of that franchise, part of that team. They're not at Ohio State anymore. They're not playing for Ohio State anymore. 
And right now we have an Ohio State player playing for our team that I worry about because we did pay him a lot of money. He's had multiple concussions. And this last one kept him out for – he wasn't even out for the game. He finished the game. They put him in concussion after the game, Bri. What did he do? Trip, hit his head on the door frame? Like, I – you know, it's just little things like this that we just can't keep happening here in Cleveland. And here, here's the best one. This is Cleveland fan to be a Cleveland fan. Right here, Justin. When Coach Stefanski can't win with Watson, he's out within a year. When Watson can't win, the fan base will turn him, and he's out in two years. I mean, this is how fans think, Bri. Like, I even brought it up, and it was a question. I didn't even try to troll anybody, even though some people said I did. Why should Watson start the last six games? It was just a question. I know he's going to because we're paying him a shit ton of money to do it. But why? Why would we run him out there these last six games when they mean nothing? They mean absolutely nothing to us. They mean nothing to him. What are we going to do? Get a little six-game teaser of Stefanski before he gets a full year next year with Deshaun Watson? What's that going to do? We're already going to see them pair up next year. And like, yeah. I, I I brought up the rebuttal with you. Like I, and I'm saying anybody, this is all NFL, but this is Brown's fan to me. What if he goes out there and blows out his knee? We lose him for next year. So there's two years wasted now instead of one. I mean, it's just, it's, it's the, it's the Brown's mentality and it's the fan thinking that you don't want to have. And you know something? I want Deshaun to play these last six games because it's the only thing Browns fans have looking forward for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, in a vacuum, I guess you could say, like, why put them out there? But at the end of the day, they're paid to play a game, and they're going to go out there and play a game. You can't – I mean, everybody who's been eliminated from the playoffs can't just sit all their starters. Um, no, no, I, he's, I, he's your starting quarterback, so he's going to play. But I get that. And we, we talked about this before the show. I'm not saying that he should. I just asked the question, why should he? Because I wanted to get what the fans thought. I wanted to go, well, he needs to knock the rust off. Well, yeah, of course he does. He hasn't played in three fucking years. Well, he's paid $230 million. Yeah, I get that. But, you know, is he actually going to come out and give a full effort? Give us a full Deshaun Watson effort out there these last six games? Or is he going to half-ass? Well, I'm being dead serious. Or is I he- mean, I, I can't imagine if he's gonna if he's gonna give a half-ass effort after sitting on the bench for two years. Then you made a terrible investment in him. So I would think that would be the least that he could possibly do. Well, uh, buckle up, Buttercup, because we don't know what's about to happen here in about two weeks. Yeah, I mean, and that's what the last six games are for—to get him into the motions, get him used to the NFL speed again. So from that point forward, it will be a regular off season, a regular end of the season. Once he comes back, he's your starting quarterback. And I mean, for all the people out there who said, you know, I'm going to be a Browns fan, but I'm not going to root for Deshaun Watson. I kind of, to me, I I always thought that was kind of silly because listen, at this point, he's your only hope. He your hopes, your dreams for success in the Cleveland Browns franchise, they rest squarely on his shoulders. We're seeing what we have without a franchise quarterback, and it's two and six. 
about to be probably two and eight. So three and six. Thank you. Um, So, so that's, that's what it is. You need a guy to come in here and save your franchise. You need a guy to come in here and be a leader because we don't have leaders on this team. Um, So there's a lot on his plate. I mean, that's why you pay $230 million for him because he's your hail Mary. Um, You know, you talk about, not wanting to waste the prime years of Nick Chubb, not wanting to waste the prime years of Miles Garrett. There's one way you do that, and that's by having a competent quarterback, a quarterback who's not going to play one good game, play one poor game, you know, very limited in what we see with Jacoby Brissett because, once again, we saw Jacoby Brissett's limitations this past week. That's – that's about what he is. He, he's not going to be oh. – if, if you need somebody in a shootout, that's not Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. If you get up on a team and you can just run the ball and pass it sporadically um, when you have to, he can do that for you. But going against a Miami Dolphins, go against the Buffalo Bills, you know, Tampa Bay from what they were last year, Jacoby Brissett can't, can't compete with other offenses like that. So – that's what Deshaun Watson needs to do. Um, time will tell if he can do that. But, uh, but yeah, he's he's your hopes right now. There's there's no other answers out there. Um, you don't have draft picks. You don't have a ton of cap room. Deshaun Watson needs to be a top five guy for us to have any success in the near future. Yep, and that's that is our future, Bry. I mean, I yeah. I I under. I don't like to tell people how to fan because I fan different than everybody else does. Like, yes, I am a huge Browns fan, but then I watch the game differently than everybody else does. It's like, all right, well, well, here we go. I know what's happening now. Might as well go out and do the leaves in my yard. Like I'm not glued to the TV. Like I'm not shitting you about halfway through the third quarter. I knew what was happening. I just left oh, yeah. it alone, took a nap. I mean, what, what do you want me to do? I, it's it. That's the way this team is. And let's see here. Justin chimed in, and yes, he needs to get acclimated again. I, I I understand it. It was a question to have a conversation with people, to actually bring people to our show so they know we have conversations like this. Because most people won't go, well, of course he's going to play. Are you stupid? Well, no. Why, why, why would he play, though? Is it because we're paying him? Is it because we're going to the playoffs? No. I mean, these are questions that people don't want to actually have answered that, you know, you and I, we really don't care. We'll talk about anything. And that's the fun thing about you and I, because we understand each other when we talk about it. It's an actual conversation, unless it's Ohio State, Michigan, then it turns into hate here a little bit later. But, Brian, how did we do on our picks this week? Terrible. Uh, We both lost everything, right? Yep. Yep. Was any of us close? Nope. All right. So we're going to up to the loss. Bastards. Yep. Nope. None of us were close. All right. So we're getting into our, well, right. Honestly, do you have a big D player of the week? I was going to say Cade York. Any special teams. That's close. All right. Close enough. Mm, I don't have one. He can be offense or defense. Right, big O player of the week. DPJ, um, almost 100 yards receiving. He didn't make all the plays. There were a couple plays out there that he still 
you know, was close to making, but just didn't reel it in. So he didn't have a perfect game, but I mean, I could give it to Nick Chubb for that one run. Um, but other than that, there's not much good there. No, uh, I'm going to go DPJ too. Uh, the offensive line. Oh my God, right. The offensive line was horrible. Had a rough day. Conklin got owned. Wills got hurt and owned. Batonio got called for a whole bunch of stuff. Teller didn't start. I can't wait for Teller. I never thought I'd be excited for Teller to come back. But I'm I need him this week. Right? Just not my day. And it's pretty much every week for me now. And it's Joe Woods. Joe Woods, no matter what happens the rest of this year, it is just not your day. It is not your year. And I'm sorry that it's come to this, but you got to go, bud. Like, your scheme is not working for the Cleveland Browns. It works for Cincinnati and a little bit of Baltimore, but it doesn't work for the rest of the NFL. So there's my just not my day. Brian, what about you? Every defensive tackle on the roster. Brian, um, Elliot, what a joke it was that we heard that uh, he was ready to take the next step. Togi, I went free. I mean, just wasted draft picks at this point. Winfrey wasn't even there, so you can't even blame Winfrey. No, I blame him for uh for not being a professional, like his teammates have said. No, yeah. well, that's yeah. Well, Boy, that's... we all got hooked on his uh draft night press conference. Remind me next year not to uh, get too excited. All gas, no breaks, huh? You know what, what a joke? Is... What a fraud! You know what? You know what really pisses me off though, Bry, is I got a autographed Perry on Winfrey card, number ten out of forty nine. And I'm Sell just, it I, now because it's only got, going downhill. Right. I got so excited when I saw him. Like, yeah. Then I'm like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yep. yep. Maybe you could get a uh, uh, Oklahoma Sooner fan to buy it. Kind of like just lump it in with all your Baker stuff and just give it to him as a package deal. A <laughs> hey, funny story. I watched somebody that actually does collect cards. They have a rated Baker rookie card. And at the, I think it was the end of 2021, that card was worth like eight or nine hundred dollars. It is worth a whopping sixty dollars now, and you can buy it whenever you want. Still too much. <laughs> Easy killer. Easy. Same for backup quarterback. Sixty bucks is a lot. He's starting this week, he is a starting quarterback this week. Yeah, I heard that. I think uh, did uh, what's his face Walker get hurt or something? I think it's a high ankle sprain. Yeah, because why would you bench a guy after he just won a game for you? Well, they benched him beforehand and put Baker in there again. So, you know, they were getting their doors blown off of him by. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, well. All right, Brian, it is Browns versus Bills, baby. You are going to be there. You're going to be part of the Bills Mafia, jumping through burning tables and chicken wings. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing over there? Huh? You going to have some fun? Yeah, we might go to the casino uh, at Niagara. Well, I mean, this is all weather dependent. These were plans before we found out we were getting two feet of snow or two and a half, whatever. So I don't know what we're going to be doing. But, yeah, probably going out for college football games, maybe going um, to the casino Saturday night and then tailgating on Sunday. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jose, I love you, Jose. We're not talking about this right now. Oh, come on. No, he just said they can make Baker Mayfield card is better than what you have right now. Disagree. 
but I'm surprised. I'm not surprised that's Jose's take. Yeah, well, it's Jose, and I love him. Don't know why I love him, but I love him. <laughs> All right, so, Brian, we got the bills. You're going to go have some fun. You're going to hit up the casino, maybe some other stuff. But we need to get into our keys to the game for your Browns versus Buffalo and our scores. So, Brian, I will go first with my three keys to the game. Uh, if it is a snowmageddon number three, throw everything out of the book. Do whatever you got to do to score points. That's all you got to do if it's a snowmageddon. Let it go. Uh, I mean, hey, Bry, I think the last time we played Buffalo like this, uh, Phil Dawson kicked two field goals and we won eight to nothing. I was and there for that one too. It was here in Cleveland, and you're going there. So this here we go. Yep, good karma. Number two, Cade York. You better get warm, buddy, because it's going to be cold, snowy, wind whipping off of Lake Erie, and you're going to have to kick some massive field goals for this game. And number one, Bry, the trenches. Offensive line, defensive line, you guys have got to show up this game. If you guys don't show up this game, especially for the forecast that they're calling, you might as well just chalk this up and Josh Allen's going to beat you just doing one-yard scrambles. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Bry, I'm going to pick, you know, something. I'm going to pick the Browns nine, Buffalo three. <laughs> okay. Because guess what? I've already lost whiskey. I've lost pizza. I don't care anymore. What's the spread? Eight and a half to Buffalo? Something like that. Eight, eight and a half. All right. So I got the Browns winning. All right. Um, yeah, my keys of the game are pretty similar to yours. Um, you know, obviously the thing the Browns have to do, especially in terrible weather like that, is run the ball. And the offensive line has to show up. We have a more talented offensive line than their defensive line. So they just got to make plays. And they're going to know we're running it. I think back to the um, Patriots game last year where they only threw, what, three, five times, something like that, mm-hmm. and they beat the Bills. So it's possible. You can do it. You know, you just have to be better than them. Um, so time to earn your paychecks. You, you want to be called the best offensive line in the league? Now's the time to do it. Um, put forward that same kind of effort that the Patriots offensive line did last year, and uh, we'll be happy. So, yeah, that's one you mentioned Cade York. Honestly, I think maybe something that they should think about doing is bringing in another kicker for this game and possibly having two kickers. I know it sounds crazy, but Cade York has never kicked in snow. We don't know if he's ever even seen snow. I know. So, you know, for him to go in those conditions and never kick the frozen ball, never played in snow, never got his foot in, I mean, I would I would get a guy, a veteran out there who can kick four yards and in, something like that, um, that, that has done it before because it would just – my heart would sink if uh, if this came down to a field goal fest and, you know, we have a guy who has zero experience kicking in that type of weather. So bring a veteran in, you know, what's the difference if you have two kickers or one and you waste a uh, 
a roster spot on that. I think he can be very valuable. And then my number one um, key is stopping Josh Allen running because they're going to try to run the ball. They're not great at it, but they'll probably have success against us. So Josh Allen can throw the hell out of the ball, but where he's most dangerous, and we saw it this past week when they played um, uh, Minnesota, they they shut him down, and he couldn't find anybody, and he took off running. I think he had like six rushes for 80-some yards or something like that, so he's getting big chunk plays. You need to have a spy on him, and it scares me that that spy could be JOK if he's healthy because, as we talked earlier, JOK, Josh Allen's a lot bigger than JOK. So, you know, hopefully he can track him down and trip him up or something like that. But if he starts running the ball, you are in trouble because he could turn a third and 12 into a first down pretty easily. We've seen it time and time again. So those are my three. I don't know. I go back and forth and we're making this call so early. I don't know how the weather is going to affect uh, this game. But I think really your only chance is if it's like blizzard-like conditions and you just hope for a slop fest. Or if Josh Allen gets hurt or something like that, I think that's on, the only Homer. chance you have it winning. Come on, no, I can't do it. I told you two weeks ago there's no chance we beat the Bills, and I stand by that. Um, Come on, guys. Bills 24. I'll give Cade York a field goal. 10. 24-10. 24-10. Yep, I think you look at what the Bills and the Vikings had last week. It took the Vikings like three or four miracle plays that you never see for them to just win the game. And so oh, the Bills are the Bill. This is they view this as their seat. They're six and three. We're three and six. They're viewing this as like a must win. And I was pulling hard for them to pull that one out last week because it wouldn't be as important. But um. Yeah, they're gonna. You're gonna get their A plus effort. So I, we can't. Uh, look at what we did last week. We can't stand to hold to that. You know what I'm hoping for? They look at us, and go, oh, it's just the fucking Browns again. No, the big teams don't do that. Just the Browns do that. Oh, it's just the Jets. Oh, uh, you know, it's just the Falcons. I cannot wait to get your laptop and everything set up for you over there in Big Brian Studios, so you can see some of these comments that are coming in. Throw them up. Let's see him. Let's see here. Jose Cato. Hey, who's going to Buffalo? You're about to get two feet. Take me with you. (laughs) All right. And he said, should ride the bus. He just said, that's gas. It must have been one hell of a hallucination for Jared when I said, I love Jose. Oh. (laughs) And yes, I think it's definitely going to be a chub and hunt kind of game, but Hunt hasn't been the same this year. Uh, What he, he had like. Six rushes for nine yards or something this past week. And then Jose chimed back in. I got to back Jose up on this one. He said, okay, that's kind of nice. Why draft a kicker then and get another one just because of the weather? (laughs) Jose, Because it's a must win. You don't want him learning on the job during a must win game. Brian, that's what the Browns They won't do it. Brian, that's what the Browns have been since 1989. Have I not just shown you that with the trivia? We are just worked out. Not good. But let's get into, let's have some fun now, Brian. Let's get into Fat Boy Tuesday and talk some delis. All right. As soon as I figure out what the heck I'm doing. And now it's time for Fat Boy Tuesday. 
Now there's no time constraint today because we don't care. Where's your phone at? Twenty percent. Six percent. Six percent. So we're going to speed this up a little bit. We yeah, that- we got we got probably fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. That's what you said last time, and then we went dark, and it went really dark on the show after that. What you got with delis? All right, so the reason why I brought this up is I actually put out on Twitter, I was like, you know, what are some of the best delis here in Cleveland? Now, Bri, you and I have eaten at a couple of the best delis. and We've had Corky and Lenny's. We've had Slimans. We've had Davis's, which if you've never had Davis's, it is in Woodmere. I think it's Woodmere, they call it. Is it mm-hmm. Woodmere or is it Pepper? Beats me. There's a new city every okay. five Just steps in- up there. Just type in Davis's Deli and Bakery. Uh, their sandwiches, they cookies. We get fat there during the winter. We go there a lot. Um, has Brian ever heard of a phone charger? We have actually worked with Brian. On this <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I'll get a new phone here. Um, I don't know, Black Friday. I'll probably be in the market for getting a new phone. Yeah, this one just doesn't charge unless it's on a wireless charger. So. I do it when I get home from work, and then it doesn't charge very fast, though. Jose said he's at 100% right now. I bet he is. Of course he is. Yeah, he's just 8.8 alcohol. He had 100% too. (laughs) Um, So the reason why I brought up Deli's, bro, is we do have some of the best here in Cleveland. But I just don't want to talk about the sandwiches. Because you go into a deli here in Cleveland, it's about the atmosphere, too. And about everything else that's in that deli. You and I are definitely love sides, pasta salads, potato salads. You are not an olive fan, if I remember, correct? Correct. Okay. They have all sorts of stuff. Like we've had, we've gone to, oh, let's see here. Ferrara's out in uh, Mayfield Heights. I've been to Fragapans here in North Olmstead. Every deli has got something different, but their deli has always got one of the best deli counters. With some of the best cold cuts and salads. So, Brian, the reason why I brought this up is I wanted to find some new delis and who had some really good sandwiches that we could try. And I mm-hmm. got a handful of, you know, I got Joe's Deli there in downtown. I got a couple places on the east side that I want to share with you a little bit later. But when you walk into the deli, besides a sandwich, what are you looking for when you walk into a deli? Hmm. Man, I, I I gotta tell you, I'm kind of ill prepared here. I'm just I'm just all about say I don't I get a sandwich and I get chips. That's about it. I, I don't really take in the atmosphere or, or look for. I mean, you say they have pasta salads, potato salads, stuff like that. I don't really, um, you know, go to many places. I guess Corky and Lenny's kind of does that, but you know, I'm kind of off them because of the the meat to bread ratio. Um, I okay, take the meat to bread ratio out of it. If it wasn't for the meat to bread ratio, sure, hands down, great deli. Yeah, I'm just looking for variety, I guess. Um, you know, let me make a sandwich my own or substitute this cheese for that cheese, or, or you know, uh, different types of breads that I can choose from. Uh, stuff like that, you know, I, I, rather than just going in and saying, hey, I want the Italian. And they say, OK, where's your money? You hand it to them and then uh, they hand you a sandwich without customizing nothing or anything like that. So, yeah, I guess variety for the sandwiches w- would be the the 
main thing that I would kind of look for. The one thing I actually look for, like when you walk in, the first thing I look for is the giant Jaro pickles. You know which one I'm talking about. Every sure. deli has got a jar of pickles that just stands there. And the pickles, you, they're deli pickles. You get them for like a dollar, whatever they charge them for. Second thing I look for, you got to go back to the pasta salads and see what kind of pasta. Because normally they have like the broccoli salad with the broccoli and raisin and all that stuff. They have the regular pasta salad. They have the the salami pasta salad. They have four different kinds of potato salad baked beans, pretty much anything is back here. But the one thing I do enjoy about going into a deli is actually walking up to the counter, yelling at the guy in the back when he goes, hey, what do you want? And you tell him what sandwich you want and what you want on it, and that's what's on it. Mm -hmm. And it's done right there in front of you. It's kind of like Subway, but not Subway. But you know what I mean? Like you're sitting there, you're like, all right, I want a corned beef and Swiss with – Let's go with rye bread and a little bit of uh, yellow mustard. It's right there in front of you. They got everything right there. Boom, boom, boom. And it's in your hands. You're out the door. And sometimes the sandwiches are fantastic. Uh, Justin says uh, bagels. Bagels are a good thing to go to, especially there. The uh, Davises does have breakfast sandwiches in the morning hmm. but you've had a few of those that would be good absolutely that sounds delicious uh jose asked if we have tried a cuban sandwich now brian do you know what a cuban is jose doesn't like cubans what the hell is he talking about i know he doesn't like cubans but he eats cuban food because it's food but have you had i don't it, think like, i've ever had a cuban no now jose type back in i i think i've had a cuban sandwich but i want to make sure it's it's like a corned beef with. That's what I'm guessing. It's like a corned beef or a pastrami with like mustard on it. Like I I got to know what the meat is first, but I'm pretty sure I've had one. Um, They're similar to a Reuben. Justin got to have cons potato chips. Justin, yeah. Fragapans here in North Olmstead has got the cons, and I got so excited when I saw the cons. I could get you guys one. That you're not helping me. Cubans got to be on rye. Okay. Right. So Cubans got to be on rye. I love mm-hmm. rye bread. Rye, sure. you're, you you don't care. You put whatever on. Oh, yeah. No, I just like switch it up rather than just getting white or wheat every time. Like your whole big thing is just the size of the sandwich. Yeah, you know, meat to bread ratio, uh, good toppings. I love, used to love going to um, Blimpy's growing up because they would have, they would slice the meat right in front of you. And uh, yeah, sometimes it just tastes different. All right, Jose's chiming in. We'll get this here a little bit later. Um, what are your some of your go to sandwiches when you walk into a deli? Nine times out of ten, it's the Italian. Um, other than that, maybe I'll switch it up and go with a chicken or something. Uh, but a deli, when I think of a deli sandwich, I think of deli meat. I think of lunch meat, and, and it's a little mixture of gabagol and in salami and ham and a pepperoni throw that on there too a little mixture now i gotta ask you they have delicacies at these bry have you ever had dutch loaf nope what's dutch loaf kind of like bologna got a different flavor okay have you ever had ham salad Mm, yes i have Okay. Not a huge fan. Um, 
Just I've had it. My wife made it a couple times. Okay, You're definitely a chicken salad. Sure. Tuna salad? Not a tuna fan. Nope. Not a tuna too fan. Much. Tuna, tuna's gone. Okay, what was the other one that I wanted to bring up? My dad always got me like the Lebanese um, bologna. Different spices to it. Um, there's a ham loaf. Forgot about the ham loaf. Oh, I may have to go dark here. Here, give me a minute. Keep oh, talking. I told you you're going to run out of battery. But I mean, there's some great things here, and like one of my favorites to go to uh, when we go to Davis's, they actually name their sandwiches after the um, Cleveland teams. So you can get a Cavalier, you can get a Tribe, you can get a Brown. So my favorite one is is the Tribe, which is corned beef, pastrami, uh, spicy brown mustard, and coleslaw on it with Swiss cheese. So everybody has your take on that. Uh, delis are just, I just remember going in as a kid to like our deli and just sitting there and be like, all right, I need a pound of bologna. I need half a pound of this. Now, normally, you just buy it in packages. But I just remember growing up as a kid, walking in and having to pick out the meat that you wanted to slice and how you wanted to slice. Because, like, my dad would always get um, chipped ham. He wouldn't get, like, sliced ham. He'd get it chipped. Hmm. And you don't know what chipped is, Bri. It's almost like cornflakes when it comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. I like that. But like, I mean, but that's how, you know, like I like my bologna, like I like thick cut bologna. I don't like the thin cut bologna because it's just not enough for me. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just things like that. But I mean, these delis that we have up here are amazing. And I'm going to actually try to get out here and actually do a little bit of videotaping of deli. You know, some of the delis I've gone to and just check out, like I've heard Westside Market. Now I've been in Cleveland for how long, Brian? Still, I've never been to the West Side Market. Oh, no? Yeah. No. Oh, you'll be in heaven. It's unbelievable there. Okay. I'm going to be really fat when I leave that place, aren't I? <laughs> Bring a lot of money. Like like a few hundred dollars? Yep, I would say so. Yeah, because, you're. I mean, every stand's got something you'd like. And, yet, yes, Unusual Junction does, Justin. There is a new one that I went to with my dad. And I am trying to think it's on 751 down from River Greens. And I can't think of the name of the deli. I ran into Gibbs there. But, Brian, we're going to close out the show here, bud, so that you can get off your little uh, – you went dark. Sure. And we're going to get into our top three. Who's your quarterback, Brian? All right? So the hmm. way the season has gone, some quarterbacks have looked – some great quarterbacks have looked old. And some young quarterbacks have taken the eye of a lot of people. So, Brian, halfway through the NFL season, we're taking out Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen because, obviously, they're on a level by themselves, I believe. Mm-hmm. That next level, if you had to quarterback, you're the coach of the team, what quarterback do you want? Okay, so are we talking just for this year? Are we talking, you know, I can have any quarterback for the rest of his career? We'll give it a five-year status. 
For the next five years? Next five years. Okay. Um, boy, that's tough. The two the two names that popped out immediately were Joe Burrow and uh, Justin Herbert. Because I know a lot of people are down on him because he hasn't made any uh the playoffs at all. But, you know, I, I get infatuated with the um, – the arm strength and the size. Um, so I'd probably take those two. Other than that, gosh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on Hertz yet. Um, or Trevor Lawrence. Um, boy, I would say, <laughs> Russell Wilson's look like crap. This is tough. You go ahead, and I'm I'm going to try to think of another one. I don't think I'm going with Dak, but I, I don't know who the hell I go with. Lamar Jackson? Do I really want to go with him? Oh, Brian, going with the Raven guy, maybe. No, I'm not. Well, I, so I, just, you- I can't think of another guy. All these other guys, it's like I'll go by a guy by default, I think. All right, so you so you, right now, like one and two, no matter what happens, you got Burrow and Herbert, right? Right. All right, I am going to piggyback that one. I got Burrow and Herbert too. They're younger; they got a lot to prove. All right. Mm-hmm. My number three, and as I hear kids yelling downstairs, gotta love those kids. My number three, Bry, I have got to go with Jalen Hurts. Okay. And there's a reason for that kid to go through all that he went through through college and part of the pros so far. And to come out, even though he lost last night, to come out on the other side, the character of that kid is just unreal, Bri. You go to Alabama, you win a national championship, you lose your job. Come back in. The only reason they're in the national championship again is because of you. You go to Oklahoma. You take Oklahoma to the playoffs. You get drafted. Now, granted, this entire time, never won a Heisman. You get drafted in the second round. Everybody told you you were no good. Guess what? First year, you're playing. And you keep playing. There's something special about Jalen Hurts that a lot of people don't know about. And I believe he is like the next up and comer of the next enchilant. Now, granted, he's not going to be flashy like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert with like the big numbers, but he's going to be that, dare I say, Donovan McNabb, who is always going to be solid enough to win you games. Better than Dak Prescott. I think he is going to be in that top tier where he's going to be correct. He's going to be that Russell Wilson two years ago. Let's just put it that way. That worked for you, Bri? Okay. Sure. I can see that. Okay. Have you figured out your last one yet? Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm going to show some faith. I'm going to show some confidence. Some people might love it. Some people might hate it, but I'll say to Sean, he, he should oh, theoretically be in his prime right now. I know he's toxic, and anything you say good about him, 
you know, is going to come with some scrutiny, but I think this time next year, hopefully he's passed all that. And, uh, you know, he's top five, top 10 guy, uh, like we signed up for. Now, before we get off here, Brian, got to ask you one question before we get off here. We have lost two years of Deshaun's prime Mm -hmm. because of everything. And I'm not, it's already done and over with. We're already where we're at now. Where do you picture Deshaun at the end of his Browns career? Hmm. Does he have to win a Super Bowl? No, I don't think so. Um, but he has to restore this franchise. Um, as a top 15, top 10, maybe top 15 uh, franchise in the NFL because we've been down for 25 years and we've been the dregs of the league for 25 years. So if he can just get us, get the franchise moving in the right direction, and that means, you know, multiple playoff appearances, maybe a Super Bowl appearance, um, you know, maybe an AFC championship game appearance. Um, but just, yeah, restore this franchise because I mean, to say he has to win a Super Bowl, I don't know if it's fair to him because we haven't even come close to sniffing a Super Bowl in 25 years, 30 years. So to say, yeah, we want to skip steps two, three and four and just expect step five. But Brian, I don't know if it's fair. You're paying him a Super Bowl winning quarterback wage. Yeah, but in two years, three years, he'll be the tenth highest paid quarterback. Yeah, but not more guaranteed like his. Yeah, but they'll most likely get their money anyways. Oh, it, I, it, it's I not know. our money. Um, so I would say maybe you know if we were paying him you know, $60 million a year or something like that, then the expectations go up. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe my hey. sights are set too low, but um, just to, right. you know. For the amount of money that they are paying him and everything else, I expect to go to a Super Bowl. But my expectations now for him is playoffs every year. There is no down year unless he is injured. It is playoffs every year for him. He has to make the playoffs every year. Yeah, I I don't fault you for, for having that take. I just I look at the AFC and how loaded it is and all these young quarterbacks coming up, and that's going to be very, very difficult to do. I understand it's going to be difficult. But those are the expectations, though. I mean, we paid you that money. We got yeah, rid of I mean, he's he's the fifth highest paid quarterback right now. I mean, you know, once Trevor Lawrence gets his money, once Joe Burrow gets his money, once uh, Justin Herbert gets to his second contract, I mean, Deshaun will be, you know, all these, you'll have seven guys in the AFC alone that are making more money than him. Okay, Jose keeps talking to Jose, when was the last time the Bears did anything? Okay, shut up. You talking Bacon Mayfield again? No, he said, okay, Jared, you make the playoff every year, and then what? What are you guys uh, settling for then? 
<laughs> Making the playoffs every year sounds pretty damn good when you're two and six or three and six. Every freaking year. Yeah, I get it. I mean, uh, I'd sign up for that right now. I would too. I'd sign All up right. for four out of five years. I, I would too, because guess what? It makes us relevant. Yeah, I mean, when you've made the playoffs five times in 30 years, 33 years, um, yeah, four times sounds pretty damn good. Three times, two times sounds pretty damn good. When was the last time we made the playoffs twice in five years? 89, 94? 88, 89. Well, yeah, but we made it in 94, and then we made it in 89, so that was a five-year span. That was it. Right. Oh, I mean, the eighties. Isn't that five years? What's that? Oh two oh seven. Isn't that five years? We didn't make it in 07. We had a winning record, but we didn't make it. Remember that was um, the hell's his name, Jim Sorgi. Both played Jim Sorgi and instead of Peyton Manning because they had it locked up, and uh, the Titans beat them and got in ahead of us. Oh, that's right, mother. All right, I don't want to cuss on here before we get off here. All right, Bri. Bri, thank you for everything, brother. I love you. Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless America. Stay tuned. We will definitely have a special guest on here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, We will definitely have a fun recorded show, just me and Bri, talking about Ohio State, Michigan. I don't know when it's going to come out, but Bri, you and I are just going to record it and then put it out on Friday before the Ohio State, Michigan game. Okay, Um, that work for you? Sure. All right. Nothing major. Not like this. Just is it? Is it going to be video? Yeah. Okay. Or so okay? we won't be. But we won't be live. We won't be live, but I can make it like we're live. That oh, is I got gotcha. you. Great thing about Streamyard, I can actually put it out as we are live doing our show, talking about Ohio State, Michigan. Well, that's what I'm asking. Like, will the show be live, or we'll just record it and then you'll put it out at a different time? Uh, we'll record. I'll put it out a different time. Gotcha. Perfect. Sure. And Jose said he can go live. He what? Jose said he could go live. So we might have Jose that show. Story time. I like Story it. time. Hey, night night time with Jose. Well, we'll give him five minutes. Just put a giant clock up there and say, you got five minutes to tell us the greatest story you got. You know what story that is. And I don't think that's available for young ears. Sure. Viewer discretion advised. (sighs) Brian, you were just, you you know something? I love this because you know him so well. You're poking the bear now, and I got to deal with it tomorrow. (laughs) That's what you're doing. You're poking the bear enough that I got to deal with it tomorrow morning. As soon as I walk in, before I get my coffee, I have to deal with that, Brian. Oh, whatever. He's got a running back as his quarterback. I'm sure he's all fired up. That a boy. All right. <laughs> all right. So for Legal Ham in the Face, I am that fat guy. He is Big Brian. We support our troops and first responders. Thank you guys for everything you do. And on the, oh, I forgot to do the uh, Legal Ham in the Face fantasy update. Guess what? Fatty won again. Uh, there you we'll, go. We'll get it again next week because we both got to get off here. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Tell your family, friends. Like us, subscribe us, especially on YouTube, because I want to get that illegal hand to the face locked in. We need 100 subscribers on YouTube. 
I don't care if you even watch. Just subscribe. That's all I care about. Just subscribe. You don't even have to watch us. And on that note, Bri, we are definitely uncorked, unloaded. We're out. God bless you. See you.